on this episode. Oh my goodness, I just had the worst thought in the world. What? <laughs> what if my mom starts losing it, gets Alzheimer's, and I just feed her Funyuns till the last <laughs> freaking day? <laughs> What's fair fair, ma? I don't want to eat another Funyun ever again. I told you that in fifth grade, and you ignored me. And then I told you in sixth grade, and you ignored me again. <laughs> Just keep coming them. <laughs> Funyuns and egg salad. Uh, yeah, so I had no friends. <laughs> <laughs> you started it. <laughs> uh, hello. <laughs> hello, everybody. And welcome back to another episode of No Country for Old Mark and Juan. I am your host, Mark Pearson, and this is my co-host, Juan Smith, 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 Smith. (laughs) Real quick before we get started, I just want to thank everybody once again for being fantastic and sending us messages. We appreciate it. I would love to hear more. I would love to be have so many emails and Facebook messages and whatever else, Facebook comments. Contact us on social media. I would love to have so much that I can't get back to all of you right away because that would just be awesome. So, yeah, hit us up. A few of you are. Tell your friends. Uh, also, please like us. Please leave us a written review. I'm not even kidding. Your one minute of your time really, really, really would help us out. It'll take you a minute. I know you have to go sign in. I don't care what you say. You can put whatever you want. You can tell me what your shoe size is. You can tell me what your favorite color is. I don't care. It doesn't matter what you say. It just means we just need a five-star review and something written down next to it. Just don't put any F-bombs or anything in there because Apple will kick that straight out. They edit those. But... You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash nocountrypodcast, Instagram at nocountrypodcast, Twitter at podcast underscore country. They didn't let me have no country podcast, stupid Twitter. And uh, nocountrypodcast at gmail.com. Now that our business is out of the way, Juan, what does NPX stand for and why is it on your hat? Uh, that stands for Nonpoint's 10th album. Oh, okay. I know yeah. Nonpoint. So, I haven't heard them in ages. Yeah. So on the back, we saw their 10th, uh, their, uh, show for their 10th album. Cool. So, so actually, I already shared this story with Juan, but I wanted to share this on the podcast because I thought it was really funny and I did leave one very important detail out. So last night I was looking into running a Facebook ad for the podcast to try and generate, uh, you know, interest and find more new listeners and all that. And Facebook automatically selected a picture of Juan to put on the ad. And it was a picture of Juan holding a Diet Pepsi and in the the shirt. (laughs) No surprise (laughs) there. (laughs) Exactly. It's all your pictures. (laughs) And the shirt you were wearing said Galveston, Texas, something about Galveston on it. And I was like, hey, that's kind of funny because this, this picture is from years ago before I even ever moved to Texas. And you're wearing a shirt from Galveston, which is not too far away from where I live. But um, <laughs> Jasmine sitting next to me and she goes, oh, what are you doing? You making an ad? I was like, yeah. She goes, do you want help? And I was like, no, I think I can figure it out. She goes, can I give you some advice? And I was like, yeah, sure, of course. She goes, well, 
you might not want to put a picture of wine on the ad. And I was like, why? Because he's a fat jerk? And she goes, yeah, you'd have a lot more luck if you put pictures of me in sexy clothes on there. Oh, yeah, there's like, no what? question. <laughs> That's... Doesn't take any kind of a research panel. We don't. We don't got to put a time into this to solve this. <laughs> exactly. And then she said, "Not." No, she said, "She said, don't let your mind go in the gutter." She's like, "I'm not offering to take like pictures of my underwear." I was like, "No, I didn't think you were. You're way too classy for that." She's like, "I'll just wear some of my shorts or wear my salsa dress." I was like, "That's perfect. You know, just go for those cheap clicks." You know, because she's like, because let's face it, most of your audience is gonna be guys. And I was like, "No, I know. I know what my audience is." It's fine. Ah, and then she a, went in. There's a few pervert girls out there, too. <laughs> They're mostly on my side. That's. <laughs> They're yeah. from here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, yeah, that was, that was really funny. But I was like, well, I told her. Then I told her. I said, well, I said, when we're in Michigan in a couple of weeks, we're going to have to. We're going to get some pictures taken for the podcast. And I was like, we'll just have to put both Jasmine's in there, too. You know, in some of those pictures, because yeah, well, they kind of are standing characters in the show, even though they their voices aren't heard. Well, yeah, we can sneak your into the bathroom and we can, I can use the shirt and you can use the towel. You know, we can just look, <laughs> look back, <laughs> look back over her shoulder. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now I think. Oh, never mind. I don't. I don't know if that's gonna get any clicks, though. It's probably not gonna get any clicks. See, I'll go find all. us then, though. Yeah. <laughs> that. Oh, I thought it was. Thought it was me, Mariner Saint. Uh, <laughs> why are there only guys here? <laughs> Something's fishy. It's not female. No, that's just the smell of Seahawk. <laughs> You're welcome. You can imagine that. Oh, I was. And uh, <laughs> you got to help me. <laughs> I am helping you. I, I'm giving you terrible visuals. That's why I hate when my brain decides to just fire off, you know, at will. Yeah. Yep. It's faster than I can control it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, no, no oh, I saw that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so something happened to me on friday when i was headed across town and by across town in houston means you're driving like 50 miles because landmass wise houston is the biggest city in america because it's just so spread out which is actually kind of cool but still we have a pretty good freeway system around here so you can get around everywhere pretty quickly but I was driving down the freeway, driving. I drive like a typical Texan in the fact that I drive really fast, like 80 to 85 most of the time, maybe more, depending on how I'm feeling. And I was cruising down the freeway in the left-hand lane. I'm passing people, and I'm in the left-hand lane, and a motorcycle, guy on a motorcycle on a Harley cuts me off. Which I thought was really odd and especially dumb because as a person who has a motorcycle license, the last thing you ever do is cut off anybody because you're really basically invisible on a motorcycle. 
That's a really dangerous thing to do, especially in a state where you don't have to wear a helmet, like here. And that just got me thinking about how terrible drivers are in Houston. I'm just glad they have that law. Because so the dumb then, people can get weeded out? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, you want a head injury? Okay. Yeah. And that just didn't make any sense to me because, like... I took a, well, before I got my motorcycle license, I took the California Highway Patrol safety course, which was actually really cool and really informative. And it was like one of some of the best, like 200 bucks I ever spent. So if like anybody out there ever wants to get a motorcycle license, I highly, highly recommend taking a safety course because you'll learn a lot of things that you really need to know if you're going to ride a motorcycle around. A lot of stuff that could help keep you safe and help keep you from, you know, being hurt. I mean, still, it's a risky thing because... You're so small, and most people are on their cell phones most of the time anyway, so they aren't going to see you. That's the real problem. But, yeah, that just made me think, like, why? Like, what? There's something different about how people in Texas think. And also, part of it is, in Texas, if you... if I don't ex know exactly how this works, because I've been told this secondhand. I haven't looked up the law. But... Basically, if from what I've been told, you can if if your parents go to like the Department of Motor Vehicles here in Texas and they say, oh, yeah, uh, I taught my kid how to drive and they sign a form. You don't have to take driving school. So there's a ton of people that I've that have told me that they never had to take driving school because their parents just went to them with and said, oh, yeah, I taught them how to drive. And a lot of these people that have told me that, they said their parents didn't even teach you how to drive. They just said, oh, you've seen me drive. You know, you can figure it out from there. Which leads to a bunch of either overly courteous, courteous drivers, which is really annoying because I've seen people, like, on a busy road, I've seen people just stop to let someone pull out of, like, you know, a shopping center. Like, stop traffic just so someone can come out of a shopping center. And I'm like, what? Why? Like, why are we stopping to let someone out? We just go until they, they have to wait till you know, the traffic slows down. Weird stuff like that. Or here, everyone will drive, like, 70 or 80, but when it rains, everybody's doing 100. So at the time, it's literally most dangerous to drive. People drive even faster. Yeah, I don't let shit out <laughs> in front of me. Yeah. I'm already moving. Not yeah, that's just weird to me. But when and then, people are that courteous, it causes accidents. Yeah, exactly. Well, there's then I've seen a lot. And this actually, I've seen this happens to me once a week. I'll be driving home, and someone will like you know stop in the middle of the road. Like if it's a pedestrian, okay, you stop the pedestrian. Obviously, no, you know, no, it shouldn't be there. Well, the pedestrian <laughs> shouldn't be there, but still. I'm going to stop for the pedestrian well, because I don't want to hit that. If I can. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, and it's funny because, like, some people are like, oh, I like it because people here are so courteous. I'm like, I don't like it when I'm trying to get somewhere. Like, I learned how to drive in California. Like, in California, you, if you don't speed, get out of the way. And if you're, if you're not moving, get out of the way. It's, everybody's trying to get somewhere. There's a ton of people, usually. Just stay out of the way or at least go with the flow of traffic. And here, it's just kind of like everyone thinks they're either NASCAR drivers. Like, people here will, like, be on the freeway and they'll miss their exit and they'll just drive over the grass. 
I see it happen all the time. Let's just like drive off the freeway and hop on the frontage road. <laughs> Seriously, it happens all the time. I don't see they that. Just, like, they make their own. They make the, they like. It's this weird like <coughs> weird like wild west kind of thing here still where it's just kind of like if you can do it just go ahead and do it and like i guess law enforcement doesn't care because it happens all the time like you see it ha- I mean, i've seen it happen constantly and then the other thing that i find really really annoying especially when i'm trying to get somewhere is doesn't matter what street you're on if 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 you're okay except for here here if there's a school speed zone is like 20 miles an hour so everybody does 20 miles an hour because the cops are everywhere and you'll get a big fat ticket. They take that really seriously. But everywhere else, everyone's doing like 50, 55, even in residential areas. Everybody's driving fast. But when you get to an intersection, people creep through that intersection like, like it's full of children. Like I don't understand why people in Texas can't get through intersections in a timely manner. There's been a lot of times where I'm like the third car back and the people up front drive through the intersection so slow, I have to wait because the light's red. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, I, I got pulled over a few months ago because I was sitting in a light, the light went green, and I was sitting there. And it was a good five to seven seconds. So I laid on the horn, and then the guy still sat there. And then he slowly crept through the intersection, and I got through behind him, and I was the second car. And as I got through, started getting through the intersection, the light went red. And as soon as that happened, a cop came and pulled me over. What happened? And I was like, what the heck? So the cop gets out, and he was like, or he asked me to get out of the car. So I was like, hey, you know, you know, how, you know he's like, how can I help you? And he's like, can you step out of the car? I was like, yeah, sure. And he kind of was like, why are you in a big rush? And I was like, well, I'm just trying to get home. He's like, well, I noticed your taillight's out. And I was like, no, it's not. And so that he's like, where were you coming from? I was like, coming from Walmart over there. I was going home, which is over that way. Okay, let me see your information. So I gave it to him. He was just kind of like, okay, like, what were you doing? Ask me a few more questions. And I'm like, all I wanted to do was get through the light. And I was like, if that dude was texting or whatever he was doing, I don't care. But I was like, people need to be paying, like. Paying attention. There's a ton. Yeah, paying attention. And I was like, and it was a really busy time of day, too. So I was like. Whether you're paying attention or not, like these lights are designed to let through more than two cars, and yet only two cars are getting through because people are just creeping through. It's, it's so aggravating. And so he's like, well, you know, just like, you know, get your light fixed, and I'll see you later. And I was like, my light's not broken. I went and checked it. It's not broken. So I know he was pulling me over because I was just like, beep, <laughs> like, get out of the way. Uh, That reminds me. (laughs) I got to get something off my chest. All right. This is going to be good. It's, uh, well, it's 40 pounds. Yeah, about that. (laughs) 20 for each titty. (laughs) But, anyways, it was right about that driving because someone that I know recently this week ran over a kid. Right? Mm. They were in a. They were in a small neighborhood, like, right off an expressway. There's no kids in this neighborhood. This person, like, works in the neighborhood, right? Yeah. And it was, like, two miles an hour. Some kid had visited someone's house. His parents weren't watching him. And uh, 
He was literally like under this dude's truck. Like there's no way this dude could even, you know, have even known until like he went to move and then it sees this lady screaming and everything. Yeah. The reason I was telling the story was because as bad as that is, the kid's going to be fine. Just let's get that out of the way. Uh, he Good. was okay. But the point was that this person that I know is an ex-felon. All right. Uh huh. Did some time in jail. It, it was for some stupid theft or something. But my point was that when this happened, the police come, right? Uh, they, he, the, the, the father comes out of the kid is literally threatening violence on him. So he moves his truck three houses down where he lives, like literally just yeah. three houses down, and parks it. So he's trying to defuse the situation, get, his, get further away from the guy. He doesn't want to deal with violence and everything, right? The cops come. They charge him with fleeing the scene. Oh, my god! Now, he's 100 feet from an on-ramp to 696, which is the fastest, biggest highway in the city. Yeah. Okay, so they were just being jerks, right? You're going to charge him with... If he was fleeing, he would have hopped another 100 feet and went down the expressway and got on that, and that would have been fleeing, right? So it just gripes me when people... I've done their time, right? You made a mistake, you've done something, and then because of that, you get hassled. Because it gets worse. Then after that, they searched his house. What? And he let them. He, I was like, oh what? I was like, oh, man, I probably would have went to jail in that situation. Because I would have bitched. I would have been like, you can take your... You can search for a house and you can get a search warrant, bitch. Yeah. Just slam the door, you know? So it's yeah. just like one of those things. It's like, you know, listen, people. Everybody in the world makes mistakes. Some people make some that are more public than others. But when someone has done their time and done what they're supposed to do, or they've gone through the loop, done everything they're supposed to do, I really feel like it's unfair to be harassed because of that past mistake. Because had that not happened, they certainly would not have probably done those things. And because of his prior history of being institutionalized, he just folded because he's used to them being, you know. Yeah. And it's just like things like that just irk me, man, because I'm like, I feel like once you've you've done what you're supposed to do, it should just be let go, you know. I understand, yeah. I understand things like three-strike rules and all that for violent crimes yeah. and things like that. But, I mean, in, in this country, man, they're just way too eager to just throw everybody away. You know, it's just so frustrating. That you get hassled like that, you know, yeah. and I just feel like that's just so unfair. And not, not everyone, not everyone's like that. Not every police department's like that. But as a general society, come on, people, let's be a little more, uh, you know, a little more fair. <laughs> well, the law, do, the law does say that you're innocent until proven guilty, but nobody ever thinks like that, and especially like anyone in law enforcement. Most of the time, oh, well, they're guilty. You know, people pass judgment super fast. Yeah, I can tell you one thing for sure. I watched enough of them shows to know you never tell anything. You lawyer up. Lawyer up, man. Don't admit anything. Truth or not truth, don't say anything. If you don't have a lawyer in this country and you're poor, you're screwed. You're going to have to get offered some deal. Like, you know. And uh, so... uh, I just wanted to uh, support him because I felt like he got kind of a, you know, definitely not a fair shake. I felt bad for the kid. The kid, like I said, is going to be okay. But 
Uh, it wasn't. That's not what the issue was. The issue was how it was dealt with. That just irked me, man. I'm like, come on, yeah. you know. That's worse yeah. than almost than stealing a dude's nachos, man. That's just not right to uh, harass people. So, uh, well, speaking of harassment, now that you brought that up, this was something that I okay a few. What was it like four or five months ago? I noticed something that I thought was really unfair. Like when I go to Walmart. And I leave. I live in a very mixed, you know, town. So there's African-Americans, there's Indians, there's Hispanics. Everybody's here. And I've noticed consistently that when I leave Walmart, no matter, if I leave, they're just like, have a good day, sir. If there's, a, you know, an African-American in front of me or behind me or a Hispanic person, they're always like, hey, we need to see your receipt, and they go digging through their stuff to make sure that they didn't steal anything. Oh, that's me. And so yeah, that's that, that's, that kind of bothered me. So now when I go through and I go up, I always show them my receipt, and they're like, oh, no, you don't need to see it. And I'm like, well, you check everybody else. You need to check me. Then they're like, no, no, but you're okay. And I'm like, why? Why am I okay? And they just kind of give me this dumb look. So we went to Walmart this weekend. And I mentioned that to Jasmine, and Jasmine was like, oh, this happens to me all the time. She's like, people see my dark skin, and, you know, she's like, they're always, like, you know, doing the same thing to me. So then she was like, here, you can carry all this stuff and go out. They won't bother you. I was like, that's so messed up. I was like, because I was like, Jasmine is, like, one of the honest, most honest, most sweetest, nice people out there. Like, she wouldn't steal anything. And I was like, it just, you can't, just basing, like, just because I'm white and I'm a guy, you're not going to stop me like i could probably go in there grab a tv have a piece of paper in my hand that looks like a receipt and walk out and be fine which is ridiculous yeah i can't do that no <laughs> i always get stopped i have was- i have my receipt in my hand when i go out any store so now just for just for the fact of like i feel it should be fair i just show them my receipt and then oh no sir you don't need to see it i'm like yeah you do you're checking everybody else. You need to check me, too. Just because I look different doesn't mean if you're going to check. It was like, that's just my thing. I'm like, if you're going to check people, be like Costco and check everybody. I don't care. It's not like a super inconvenient thing. But don't just check people based upon what they look like. Because it, it's happened for me enough to know. I was like, the only difference between me and everybody else that they're checking is that I'm white. And that's ridiculous. But sometimes... Sometimes you have that sweet interaction. I forgot to tell you this. The other day, I uh, I drove to the hood for a monster fridge uh-huh. because uh, the best deals in the world are in the hood. Yeah. Anyways, because uh, they're stolen. Now that is not always true. <laughs> I just find that a lot of times people acquire things they can't afford, and then they have to get rid of them really cheap. <laughs> That's what I tell myself. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> anyways, so it was like I went to go get this thing, and um, on the way there, though, it was so far away. It was like over an hour and twenty minutes. Like, so it was way deep. It was like Southwest Detroit, like near yeah. McMurder's, like really, like real. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I had to stop at McDonald's to go to the bathroom. And I dragged my son with me and his girlfriend. They didn't know they were going to the ghetto. I didn't mm-hmm. let them know. They were like, Dad, where are you taking us? Gun store, liquor store, gun store, like that day. <laughs> and, uh, and then we passed, like, the Dearborn-Detroit border, and there was this huge mosque, you know, like that. Then we were, like, in, 
in uh, just uh, the Arabic pride of town where, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. it, like they had a restaurant there, a little Beirut. Yep. So, uh, man, the food there in that part of town was so good. But anyways, so, but the just of the story was on the way I stopped because I had to go to the bathroom, of course. And uh, <laughs> I stopped at this McDonald's and I was like, well, I don't want to be a jerk and just use the bathroom. And, you know, so I'll go order. So I go up to the counter and I order a large fry. And it's this really big black lady. And uh, she's so funny. She was dancing around and shit. And she's like, what can I get you, baby? I was like, oh, I'd, I'd like a large fry, please. She's like, mm-mm. You want anything else? And I was like, <laughs> no, I'm doing an exact, like, pretty close. And I was yeah. like, well, actually, yeah, my pop's almost done in the car. Yeah, I'll take a large Diet Coke. She's like, all right. And then, uh, so I'm thinking, like, you know, I'm going to wait. She's going to give me a, you know, ring me up and give me a ticket. Yeah. She does a pirouette spin, turns, grabs the fries, walks over to the pot machine, fills it up, hands it to me, and goes, it's on me today, baby. (laughs) (laughs) That shit made my day. Heck yeah. <laughs> right? I was like, this yeah. neighborhood just got really cool. <laughs> but it really Heck yeah. it really goes to show you just never know, man. You know? No, you don't ever know. <laughs> I'll never forget that tone in her voice. It's all me today, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right, man, I should have asked for a pie. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I came out Heck to the yeah. car. They're like, how'd you get my, you didn't even take your wallet in there. And I was like, well, I thought I talked about it and took your wallet. And I go, they gave it to you. He goes, what? My son's like, what? <laughs> I was like, it's on me today, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was, that was a cool trip. So I, I picked that up and got it back. And I've been in love with this monster fridge ever since. <laughs> my wife's getting jealous. Well, I know you're in love with it because you sent me pictures of it. <laughs> I was like, oh, Juan has a new love in his life. I didn't think it was going to be that cool. So uh, I was real happy about it. <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, that was my funny free food. It's so weird. It's like, is it because I'm fat? They're just like, you know what? I'm going to make your day, baby. <laughs> Here's some free food. Like, how'd, you, was the, how'd she know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, that stuff like that happens every once in a while. Yeah. I'm not sure why. <laughs> but it's great when it happens. You, see, you know, some you mean funny stuff or just like when someone fe- no, feels pe- generous? No, people give me stuff a lot actually. Yeah. Like when I go places a lot of times like they just throw in free shit or they like give me ridiculous discounts and weird stuff. It happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes they just like don't feel like ringing something else up. They better th- ah, take it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like thinking, I don't think you're the owner, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> we need to go to Best Buy together. I want a new TV. Let's see what would happen. <laughs> Dude, Best Buy is my store, man. They like know me there. <laughs> For real. The other day I was there with Wyatt and one of the guys came in on his shift. His, yeah. His name's Joel, by the way. And, uh, he saw me in the shop, and he's like, hey, man, I'm checking in. When you're ready to go, man, just let me know. I'll hook you up. I was like, all right, Joel. <laughs> well, he just looks at me. He's like, that's so sad, Dad. 
<laughs> That's hilarious. But yeah, they always those guys always hook me up with really good deals too. I get a lot of stuff from them, so yeah. They're always like, "Hey man, this just came in," and they're like, "Go get something out of the back." I get a lot of that kind of stuff. That's how I got my cool. that's how I got my Alienware uh, uh, monitor. Oh, nice for the other computer, dude. It mm-hmm. runs at uh, what? It, it can run over two hundred hertz. Wow. But it runs it runs regularly, like clean at one twenty. Mm-hmm. We don't even have anything that runs one twenty hertz, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like I don't even have anything that runs one hundred twenty hertz. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, those guys always hook me up. Yeah. But they don't give me free fries, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> I would have found if they were chili cheese fries, dude. I don't know. <laughs> oh, by the way, going back to fries, uh, Jasmine and I were listening to what a couple episodes ago where you said you hadn't had chili cheese fries in a couple months. She turned to me and said, "I don't believe him." <laughs> She said, you can tell him that I said that, too. I was like, okay. Oh, shit, she's on to me. (laughs) Somehow she figured out I'm full of shit. (laughs) (laughs) I saw that coming. (laughs) Yeah, I told her, I said, this is going to be a good trip in a few weeks. She's like, why? I was like, because you can join me in when I'm making fun of Juan. Yeah, it's just so. come on over. It's fun. Try it. <laughs> <laughs> She'll probably wind up making fun of me because that's all she did this weekend. I was like, seriously? What's happening? <laughs> She's going to start eating soon. That's what's happening. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's, been, she's been eating. Fun. We, had, we made nothing but Mexican food this weekend. We just went overkill. We went to a Mexican bakery, just got a ton of like pan dulce and bread and rolls and made tortas and haiva and what else? Something else. I can't remember what. Breakfast tacos. Yeah, we went nuts. I ate so good this weekend. It was ridiculous. Oh, man. Breakfast tacos. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And the, the crazy thing is, is I came, she's like, you need to be careful. We're going to get fat. I came back and I weighed myself and I'd lost two pounds. That is some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I was just sitting was here like, thinking about that food and gained two pounds. <laughs> yeah. I, I, in my head, man, I'm eating that burrito. I'm just like, oh, yeah, those fresh vegetables in there. And the egg. I'm just, fuck. I'm starving, thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. This is what I got on tap here. Uh, some rallies slash checkers chicken chunks. <laughs> so like chicken nugs? I guess. They're kind of gross. I Well, have they been sitting out there for a while? I'm not sure. <laughs> Living out there for a couple weeks. Okay, I have to admit something to you. I do do that shit where, like, I don't remember. Because, you know, I don't remember shit. Yeah. So I'm like, I look at that and be like, how long has that been there? (laughs) Then I got to do start doing, like, some CSI shit where I'm checking it out in the light. (laughs) Is it green? Smelling it. (laughs) And then eventually, if, like, enough no red lights just flare up, I just go for it. (laughs) 
and usually it's not a problem. Yeah. Uh, but the other day, when when the power went out for that three and a half days, I forgot I had left a sub in yeah. the fridge, and I went back after the fridge was on and it was cold. So I thought, oh, you know, it must have made it. And I didn't do any kind of a CSI move on that. <laughs> Man, I bit in that bitch, and it was so spoiled. Like everything. Oh, it was one of those like where you bit into it, and now you're trying to figure out how to get it out of your mouth. Out. <laughs> without being gross, without actually eating it, it was awful. Yeah, oh, that sounds disgusting. It's almost oh. like bachelor life level. Yeah, when you get to that, I mean, usually food here doesn't last long enough to go bad. Yeah, I mean, you can't even have a nacho during a podcast. No. No, I've noticed that you now have the uh, uh, the perimeter set up with, you know, lasers and alarms set up around your food when we record now. Actually, <laughs> now that you mention that, I have a video camera directly over this table. <laughs> <laughs> and by directly, I mean directly over the table in the rafters. <laughs> so when shit disappears, you know. I can go back and look at that little DVR. So you took my shit (laughs) Who ate my nachos Because all my kids They're the worst witnesses in the world Nobody knows nothing (laughs) Do you see anything? Nope Nope That's me Ah. So apparently Something else has happened now I had a listener Send a message uh, saying that she had a dream about me making homemade salsa and she woke up at midnight craving it. I was like, well, that's a really weird dream. <laughs> Number one, because I don't know if she's ever had my salsa. So that would be weird thing. Number one. But then she also said that her ex-husband had a bipolar class two like you did. So she said she wanted to say thank you for uh, us talking about mental illness. Oh, that's cool, man. And I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. And then she had a question for you. Oh, no. And so she said, you know, she wondered how you feel about your adoption or how your mother viewed the adoption experience because she is in the adoption process right now. Wow, that's a really deep question. Yeah. Okay. Uh, For the most part, I was adopted when I was only... 13 months Mm -hmm. old, so I don't have any memory of the birth parents at all. Um, From the moment my mother took us from our birth mother, like, into her arms, like, that, Mm -hmm. for her, that was a wrap. Like, she wasn't even interested in her ever touching us or seeing us again. Like, that was like, you know, which is understandable. Now, growing up that way, I always felt very blessed to be adopted because I felt like I was chosen. Mm-hmm. I mean, almost daily, I thank my mother for choosing me and raising me and giving me such a good life, and my and my father, too. So I, I feel very lucky. I, I doubt I'd even be alive if I was still in, you know, living in third world conditions. We were born, yeah. we were born, like I said, we were born at six months. So we were three months premature. I was three pounds. And if my parents hadn't adopted us, basically, you know, we, we needed a lot of health care after birth. All of us. My brother got meningitis, barely survived. Um, we had suffered from lots of things as a kid, like scarlet fever. I mean, just like 
a lot of things related to that. So I've been always felt very blessed to be adopted. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing that it really taught me was the connection between family. Family really, there is blood-related family, and that's one version of family. But family is who's ever there for you, you know? <laughs> so it's like oh, exactly. my mother is my mother. As much as a mother could possibly be, my mother's one of the best mothers to ever lived. Yeah. And uh, we're, not, we're not genetically connected, but believe me, Everybody wanted my mom to be their mom when they were when they were growing up. So I was very lucky to be chosen. That's how I feel about it. And um, never really had interest in like going back and meeting, you know, my uh, yeah. my birth parents. I just figured like they made their choice in that, and that was going to close that chapter. I don't want to bring up bad feelings and things that are missed and all that. And I'm not trying to make up time. I have a very fulfilling and happy life. So that's how I feel about being adopted. And what was the other part of the question? There was the other part of the question was how did your mom feel about or view the adoption process? Well, hers was different because uh, it was many many years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a lot more. It was in some ways easier, in some ways more difficult to adopt. A lot of it was related to money. My parents were in the military; they didn't have a lot of money, yeah. uh, so it was not easy to adopt, especially if you're adopting like in the states. So yeah. we were actually adopted when my parents were stationed in Panama, and we were from Costa Rica. So it was a little different there. But as far as her feeling after we were adopted, yeah, we're her kids, man, <laughs> like 100%. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we, I have a twin sister who was adopted. Then uh, 18 months later, they had another child, and they contacted my parents, and they also adopted my brother, my younger brother from the same um, parents, so and we have other brothers and sisters, I believe, also too. But yeah, it's a it was a really interesting story, and just very very blessed, very happy to have come from that. You know, because uh, yeah, because my parents are white, and if I had came directly from them, I would be terrifying. <laughs> you mean more terrifying? Yes. <laughs> Because as I've stated before, I don't mean to offend people, but uh, the white people, you are the scariest of, of all. <laughs> Hands down. And I'm often even accepted as one of you, and I'm still terrified. I don't, I'm like, a, I could end up a couch, man. Lampshade. <laughs> you know, white people just do weird shit, man. Like. There's just not enough to kill someone. You got to make furniture or some artwork out of them. Like, they just do weird stuff like dig deep holes for wells <laughs> to store people. They they build buildings and houses to store all their victims. I mean, why people just plan too much? It's just, <laughs> you're too scary. It's like hostile. Like, oh, man, it's going to go all the way. Like, when you were talking about staying in those hostels in that one episode and traveling, I'm yeah. just like, oh, he's a goner. <laughs> like... Because you know, man, especially for some reason, white Europeans really scare me. I, I feel like they just look at the, the darkness in the eye says, "I've got nothing to lose." Like I, I don't know. <laughs> got nothing to lose. And Americans, we just breed the weirdest of the weird. You know, we have the weirdest it's the- people, the weirdest culture, to, because of the excess here. Yeah, you know. The things that people do now, like 
to their bodies, the things that people can afford to do to themselves. It's just out of excess. Yeah. Like, it's like, how much does it cost to change your gender? Like, that's got to be hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I don't think any, like, insurance is paying for this shit. (laughs) This is rich people going like, you know, I can't think of anything else. I got an idea. I'm going to throw a dick at Like, what? (laughs) No, I I really don't think it's like that. But, like, in my mind, sometimes I just think those funny things. It's like, you just can't give white people too much money. Because then they just go doing more weird shit. Oh, my goodness. Because when they get money, they get bigger trucks. They they start getting wenches. They start making plans. They get, like, like... I don't know what they call those things, like like bunkers. Remember when I remember when <laughs> I got a bigger truck and then put a winch on it? Only thing I didn't have was a bunker. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and only white people do things like store water. <laughs> and that's why you're so scary to me. Because not only do white people do the weirdest stuff to like when you read a weird, weird story about someone who just did something really nuts, it's yeah. like 98% chance. It's a white old, a middle-aged white guy. You know what I mean? They'll be like, and then yeah. he ate the child's face. What? You never go. That guy's name Jerome. You go, Oh, that guy's <laughs> name is Tim. <laughs> Tim Whiteville. <laughs> Tim Whiteville. <laughs> That's who eats kids faces. You know, I don't know. It just it, it's a weird stereotype. You know, but there's just I'm sorry. Look at the list of serial killers, man. It's like a who's who of white people. There's like there's only like a couple of other like you know like 100 percent black or 100 percent another nationality serial killers. There's like a couple. That's it. Yeah. Rest of it. What basically like Michigan. It's scary to me, too, even though I live here, because there's so many scary white people. But, like, there's all, there's probably a million Charles Mansons here <laughs> that just didn't get their album off the ground and get famous yet. You know how many militias and weird stuff we got going on in this state? A when lot. you When you go up north, if you travel up north of 75, I'm not shitting you. Anyone from here in Michigan will tell you this. Once you get north of, like, Grand, you start seeing all these, like, military convoys and stuff like that. Half of the yeah. time, they're not even actual military. That's just, like, all the weird factions, like, <laughs> you know, like, all their stocked-up vehicles and all that. They all have all these military yeah. Humvees and stuff and tr- training camps and, like, <laughs> shooting <laughs> facilities. Gosh. I don't understand why then, like, the Underground Railroad headed this way. Because now I'd be heading back down. <laughs> <laughs> At least in the south, you're going to at least get time to get through that intersection because they're going to be slow. Yeah. <laughs> Here you flinch and you end up with someone's tapestry. <laughs> Listen, if I, <laughs> you might call it racism against white people because I'm just afraid. That's all. I'm being honest. All right. There's no other, there's no other nationality that does stuff like that. <laughs> Because you know, statistically in our country, that is true. Because <laughs> everyone true. knows people like the people from like a thousand, a thousand corpses, and like, like they have uncles up north. Like, I looks just like Captain Spaulding. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. 
But I, I have family that looks like that because I've adopted into the white family. And yeah. we're like pygmy short, right? Yeah. Being Costa Rican. My entire family, my mom's side, huge people, man. Huge, huge white people. Like 400 pounders, like six, 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 seven. I mean, they carry their own white people climates with them when they walk around. It's <laughs> so scary when I go to a barbecue. Because I just get shade every time I talk to one of my cousins. <laughs> I'm not kidding, man. They're that big. You ever see my Facebook? Yes. It's like I the have. land of the giants over here. <laughs> I said to my mom, I was like, do you have any normal sized people in our family? <laughs> This kid that I used to call my my little cousin Georgie is yeah. almost seven foot. He's like four forty. Oh my god! I hadn't seen him in like you know twenty years. Yeah, and I was like, "That's a guy I used to call little Georgie." <laughs> Holy shit! Is he huge? <laughs> because like when I would hang around you guys, you guys were all tall. Yeah, but you guys were all we were just tall, tall, thin. Yeah. Like, I even have ants that are like giants. Like, they have loud, loud, booming voices, and they're like six foot. Yeah. It's just scary. <laughs> and, like, all the women are big. Yeah. So there's just a lot of big, white titties. People. <laughs> Every time I go to a family function, like Christmas, yeah. and then they're all, like, older, so <laughs> they wear, like, Sweaters that are v-necked And it's just like all these white titties Smashed together in sweaters <laughs> Every Christmas I just And I'm short so they're all in my face The entire night <laughs> I feel like I can't breathe I actually get claustrophobic At these family functions Because of that I am not even making that shit up I have to like get where there's less titties Like I have to be like In a room where there's like Seating against the wall So I'm not yeah. So I can sit down Because if I stand up I can't breathe because all of my cousins are just huge. I'm like, my goodness. You know, and I'm not like a, a breast guy. So it's not even like it's in a kind of weird, fun thing for me. I'm just scared and I feel like I can't breathe <laughs> the entire time. People think Being I'm suffocated <laughs> by breasts. And my cousins are all really nice and everything. But I just don't understand. Look, we <laughs> get it. You all have huge, huge boobs. Could you please control them, conceal them? This is a family event. It's not Hooters. I, I don't. <laughs> I'm not trying to get them pissed off. It's just like you don't have to do anything. You have to do things to conceal stuff that size, not accentuate it. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I was at a family function on the 4th of July, and one of my cousins was there, and I was just like, that's obscene. To, to wear a shirt like that Where it just looks like you're supposed to hop up Put your head down And tell a nighttime story <coughs> Anyways, sorry Didn't mean to ran off in that but Sometimes it gets traumatic And like it just comes out of it. It's traumatic like Aquanet <laughs> I texted Juan a picture of Aquanet This weekend Totally made my day. I didn't even know they still made that stuff. <laughs> Neither did I till I saw it. Now the can's all like fancy, but it's kind of like a retro '80s happy color. Yeah, 
But I'm sorry. I don't think you guys are going to get your sales back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. But speaking of family, you were right about at least family isn't just like about blood relation. Because, like, I mean, you know how I am. Like, a lot of people I'm not related to, like you, other people, friends, you know, I consider them family. Yeah. When I think about my family, my family is huge. We're talking like a couple hundred people. Because it's just people over the last, you know, 20, 30 years that, you know, we've grown really, really close together. And you don't have to be blood related for me to consider them family. And it just, I, I consider myself very fortunate to have come from a home where my parents taught me to, they led by example. That's how they were. So they taught me through their example, and that's how I am. Because a lot of people don't understand that. Like, I have some friends who I would consider family, but they don't consider me family. And that doesn't bother me. It doesn't offend me at all. I'm like, you know, I'm, I consider them family, but they're very, like, weird about it. They're like, oh, no, well, you know, we're friends, but we're not family. I'm like, okay. And they're like, like they intentionally, like, say, like, a holiday comes around. They go out of their way to avoid people. Because they're like, it's family time. We can't have, you know, we can't hang out with anybody else. I'm like, what? Really? I'm like, when it's holiday time, it's like, we have like 10 people there that aren't even related. (laughs) We always got tons of extra people because we're like, hey, you're all family. That's because the American tradition is to like see your family on holidays and most people just can't stand their family. (laughs) So it's like, (laughs) well, I mean, let's, here's the reality of it. You don't get to choose. Yeah. You know what? That 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 cousin that you just can't stand or that aunt that's just such a bitch or like whatever like <laughs> you're stuck with them bad passes cuz that's family. You know, and I hate it when they try and make you just accept someone like, "Oh, you you got to love Uncle Bob because uh <laughs> well, you know, it's family." I'm like, "No, nah, Uncle Bob sucks." <laughs> <laughs> you can call him whatever you want. He ain't my uncle. <laughs> Like I, you know, I don't, I don't like start trouble at family yeah. events or anything, but I've been to a few where like some shit went down, like someone found out someone wasn't their real father and it, it was like <laughs> their uncle was their actual father. And like, you know, over a couple drinks, the cousins started spilling guts and stuff. Like I was like, whoa, this is so white trash. It's so interesting. <laughs> oh my goodness. We already knew we weren't part of the team. It was like, <laughs> has anyone seen the pygmy children? Oh, there they are. <laughs> I didn't realize how small we were until we went to uh, public school in fourth grade up north Michigan. Yeah. And it was in a rural rural town in Michigan. And um, we were in fourth grade, and we were distinctly the size of the second graders, my, t- oh, my no. twin sister and I. I was yeah. like, I remember going into school the first day and being like, what do they feed these kids? <laughs> do they just eat corn? Like, what are they eating? <laughs> they must just eat corn and bacon. <laughs> I remember my first, his name was Art Massey. He was a kid, super nice. And he was a football player kind of kid, you know, like real big. Mm-hmm. And, but he was this huge corn-fed like, for real, like, you shouldn't have muscles in fourth grade like that. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, I, sh- I, and he, like, bailed hay and, like, so he was, like, <laughs> this, like, superhuman baby kid. Yeah. And I, and I remember, I'm thinking, we're in fourth grade. Why do you sound like a man? What are you doing working? I don't know. I was so confused. <laughs> 
<laughs> Why is everyone so huge? Where where do we move? What's going on? You're in the land of the giants. And I got picked on by the school bully. It was oh yeah, it was bad. Tell my sister football tackled him from the back, knocked him down a hill. <laughs> At the bottom of the hill was a black like basketball court, like blacktop. And he yeah. rolled and swung out and smacked his head on the concrete on that blacktop. Oh. So uh, nobody fucked with us after that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you still don't mess with Pat. <laughs> no, no. It, it, yeah, it had nothing to do with They weren't scared of me. They were scared of my sister. <laughs> don't touch him. His sister's mean. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, bitches. <laughs> With your big heads. And your <laughs> See, that's a different perspective because I was typically always the one of the biggest people. No, I was the kid up. with the backpack with the straps pulled like to where they were like all the way. The way and they looked yeah, like long things flying the in heads. the wind and then it was still dragging on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I was. Yeah. The only backpack that fit me was actually one of those fanny packs. I just put it on backwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! God, I had the most embarrassing. I did have a kind of an embarrassing child because I had like that mom. That, like I was old enough to wear like a Tupperware was in man. I used to get yep. like, a fucking Tupperware lunchbox to school every day. Everyone else had cool shit. Oh, yeah, you know, like regular lunchboxes with themes and stuff. There I was. Yep, I was just. Red Tupperware kid. <laughs> Red Tupperware. But it could have been worse. I could have been the pea green Tupperware kid. Because that's what my sister was. And my brother was the uh, the mustard yellow Tupperware kid. <laughs> so actually, I, I, did, I fared out all right on that one. Yeah. Because every day my mom would give my lunch. It's all me today, baby. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness Yeah But I had the worst oh. lunches Because I had the same lunch for like 8 years Oh no It's uh, I had Funyuns every day for like 8 years So yeah. I can't even like See a Funyun, smell a Funyun, nothing And I use that term for when Something has been like too much in my life I say it's been Funyun Because it's just I can't <laughs> I can't take it anymore you know, my mom was one of those people was like, oh, you like those? Forever! And then, like, just <laughs> no matter how many times I was like, mom, you know, we'd really like some other stuff. And those. You guys love onions. <laughs> <laughs> it's like wondering why I didn't end up like Norman Bates. Yes, <laughs> thank you. I've probably had onions only like 15 times in my entire life. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about the Funyuns. That's how bad it is. <laughs> so Funyuns and Aquanet are on your blacklist. Yes, definitely. <laughs> By the way, listeners out there, we're going to get a P.O. box. No, and no, uh, no. We want you to send us all the Funyuns and Aquanet. No. <laughs> Just all straight to Juan. <clears throat> if I got like a shipment of Funyuns, I probably would get angry. <laughs> Fuck this podcast <laughs> People think this shit's funny 
I told you, man. I got to funny in the fucking shit. I, shit gets me stressed out. Like, it, it actually gives me anxiety. When I, when I go into, like, a party or something and they got, like, the, the chips out and there's a bag yeah. of Funyuns on there, it automatically stresses me out. <laughs> Why does it stress you out? Cause I I, li- I don't even gotta open it. I can taste. Oh, I can taste it. I can taste it already. It just grosses me out. Cause, I- but the thing was, because when I'm engaged every day, I wasn't gonna be like, no, I'm not. You know, I was taught like, you know, yeah, whatever she gives you, you eat. Yeah, but that's why I can't look at an apple. You know, like a, a certain kinds of sandwiches. Can't do it, man. What do you mean, certain kind of sandwiches? Okay, my mom was in this egg salad sandwich phase. Oh, my goodness. For six years, man. Oh. Every day, egg salad sandwich, slice of apple, and Funyuns. <laughs> Meanwhile, other kids, time's going by. The internet's getting made. <laughs> People are getting fucking Oreos and cool shit. They're getting snack packs. They're getting goddamn jo- I'm getting pissed. I Listen, it wasn't fair, man. <laughs> I wanted shitty parents too. <laughs> I, I wanted them shitty parents who were like, oh, oh, here's a, a kudos bar and then some other garbage and a leftover hamburger from McDonald's. I wanted the shitty parents. No, no, I got the one. Who's going to trade with me, man? Nobody. I had nothing. Let me guess. You're going to trade some Funyuns? <laughs> it was to the point where not only me, but nobody I even knew wanted a Funyun. <laughs> it's like I had to have the caring mom. Oh, I'm gonna make you a lunch every day. <laughs> I'm freaking joking. <laughs> oh my goodness! Sorry, man. Sometimes shit just gets problems and just makes you fucking God. And it wasn't. I mean, it was bad enough. I had the Tupperware, man. It's like how much how much humility are you trying to teach, Ma? Damn! I mean the other kids got like Superman lunchbox, Oreo, Kudos bar, half a big double. Yeah. Man, and then she got on that. She gave me rice cakes for a while. I was like, are you trying to kill me? Like, well, how many calories? I'm I'm eight. Yeah, I was super fast. There's like four calories. I'm not gonna make it till the end of the school day. <laughs> You're gonna make it to the playground. No, and I and because listen, after a while, I just I couldn't eat those funyuns anymore. Every day, mm-hmm. I threw away a plastic bag and a funyun, a thing of funyuns. That means I probably killed a dolphin and someone's dreams every day. <laughs> <laughs> For like five years. <laughs> I couldn't wait to like get to the point where my mom didn't make my lunch anymore. I was one day I got like, hey mom, I'll make my own lunch. She's like, oh great. So I'm thinking, sweet, I'm gonna like put what I want in this shit. Yeah. Realize we don't have anything else to put in there. <laughs> so now I'm just making my own stupid ass lunch that I already <laughs> fucking hate. Oh, it was, it was even worse. She's like, I'm really glad you, you know, you're taking the bull by the horns and being responsible. And I'm just like, I hate you for being white. Why do you mean white? 
I, I always tease my mom about being white. <laughs> I go, I know. Listen, they tease me too, man. They <laughs> Listen, my mom just turned 80, right? Yeah. You know what she bought me two years ago for fucking Christmas? What? A squeegee, man. <laughs> why? To let me know that that's why she adopted a little Hispanic to clean the windows with a damn squeegee. <laughs> And then she had the nerve to make a wet bag joke. What? <laughs> no, she didn't. I did. But it was funny. And uh, she wouldn't do that. But I did. And, uh, I, but, she, like, I'm not even joking, though. Like, seriously, they, they got me a squeegee for Christmas. And, you know, oh here's the most fucked up part about that story. Uh, I just literally uh, accidentally threw a cigarette over there. Uh, the fuck, most fucked up part about, wait, what was the story? What the fuck was I just talking about? <laughs> you were talking about your mom. Wait, what about her? <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm kidding people? Wet back joke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the most fucked up part about that story was, as much inner turmoil as I had about the squeegee, I was pretty excited about it. I <laughs> I literally, I, immediately I was like, oh man, when springtime comes, I'm going to be able to clean the front bay windows so nicely. Yeah. I was like, that's so messed up. It's like genetically in me. I can't even fight it. <laughs> <laughs> because I was the kid growing up that would just like, I've had enough. And I would just clean the whole house, <laughs> yeah. clean the basement. One time my parents left on vacation, one time for four days. <laughs> When they came back, there was no carpet in the house. <laughs> what? I decided it was ugly and dirty. I was getting rid of that shit. Was, and then I decided I didn't like the front porch, so I busted it up with a sledgehammer. How old were you? I was 12. <laughs> so when they came back home, they had to redo the wood floors. <laughs> and I'm already done, so we had wood flooring and no more carpet. And they had to build the deck out front. Because I smashed the porch with such error. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> because if I did, my dad wasn't gonna fix shit, man. I had to make shit like permanent uh. for anything to get done. <coughs> oh. So yeah, yeah. So my parents never left again. <laughs> no, you wanna know hear it's fucked up? My friend and I, we used to have this argument every day at school about whose fucking carpet was uglier in their house. Yeah. They finally came over, same fucking carpet. <laughs> and that's a carpet that I, I cut it out, man. I cut it out in like eight foot by four foot slices <laughs> through the whole house yeah. and, and ripped it up and threw it out in the yard. I, in my mind was, I was going to clean it, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that doesn't work. It just turns to mold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I know, I'll clean the carpets for my mom and dad. And then when they come home, they'll be clean. And instead, I absolutely ruined them. <laughs> you take the pad out too in the tax strip or just the carpet? Oh, I took every staple out, everything, yeah. I, I took it all out. Like but I had a sort of intent of making that right. The porch though, I was like, fuck you, porch. And just bust, <laughs> busting that shit up. Okay, because here's the truth. I used to sit on the steps. 
but it had a yeah. crack in it, and it was like completely cracked and broken through. So when you sat and you lean wrong, the the crack would shut and pinch your ass. Oh, I, so I had been my ass pinched one too many times. <laughs> That's when the porch got it. <laughs> you know what? That might sound like crazy. But the house remained cleaner, and we've had the, the same deck porch on there for like 25 years. <laughs> oh, so is it the same house you used to have now? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I've been there. I remember that. It's now. called forced remodeling. <laughs> forced remodeling. Got <laughs> it or break it so bad they got to do something. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> that's a, that is weird as a kid, huh? Yeah. Maybe you come home and your kid. I used to do weird shit like that when I was a kid all the time. My dad was like, you have too much energy. So he would make me move a pile of bricks in the backyard. I'm talking like a few hundred bricks. Yeah. And then if you thought I was getting into too much shit, you just make me move them to the other side of the yard again. <laughs> it was like, Shawshank, man. <laughs> Shawshank. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> that squeegee for Christmas though, man. I was like I, I laughed so hard because I was like, you can't you can't possibly still be that funny. Yeah. At 78. That's just too fucking great. So And I was really happy. I forgot to tell you, uh my mom finally came home from the hospital today. She was in for nine days, so I'm I'm really happy she's back. So That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, she's in there snoring. So I'll probably go in and poke her or something. Wow. I, I do that from time to time. Or smash up the floor with a sledgehammer. No, I actually <laughs> will do weird shit. Like, you know, like, this I poke her with a stick. I'll bring a stick in from outside. <laughs> but, like, really long, like, eight foot long. And yeah. And then I'll, like, stand in the door and poke her. And then she wakes up and gets so mad. <laughs> she's like ah! and I was just like why are you doing that and I was like because I knew it would make you mad so I made sure it was long enough you couldn't do that to me <laughs> she's like when will you grow up I'm like it's too late <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening <coughs> oh my goodness <laughs> oh my goodness I just had the worst thought in the world what? <laughs> what if my mom starts losing it, gets Alzheimer's, and I just feed her Funyuns till the last <laughs> freaking day? <laughs> What's fair is fair, Ma. I don't want to eat another Funyun ever again. I told you that in fifth grade, and you ignored me. And then I told you in sixth grade, and you ignored me again. Just keep coming them. <laughs> Funyuns and egg salad. Uh, yeah, so I had no friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <coughs> oh. And then she would do stuff like throw in like slices of tomato. What in what? the hell <laughs> is that? That absolutely has no trade value on the kid black market. Yeah. You're Nobody's not kidding. Oh, you want this egg salad with tomato in it? No, thanks. No, just tomato on the side in a bag. What? Yeah, yeah. She'd try and, like, spruce it up with a little salt. Did you get the salted tomatoes? 
I'm like, you mean the tomato slices you put in a bag in my lunch? <laughs> I, I sound like a little spoiled brat kid, though, right? Like, oh, no. Yeah, you do. Didn't he make his own lunch until he was like 35? I'm going off to work, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <coughs> oh. I can't breathe after that Funyun rant. I'm sorry. I, uh, <laughs> that was hilarious. It gets personal. <laughs> it really does. First it was nachos, then it was Aquanet, now it's Funyuns. You never know what's going to be next. You know what's funny was I went to, uh, pulled up to McDonald's for the kids, and then I go to Wendy's like down the street. Well, we go to that Wendy's so much like they know us there, and the manager was at McDonald's in front of us in the drive-thru, and I didn't know it. But he yeah. recognized the truck. It's kind of a standing out kind of vehicle. So after he orders at, at McDonald's in line, he sticks his head out the window, he looks back, and he's like, I hope you're still going to Wendy's, man. I was like, <laughs> actually, I'm heading right over, right? So we always order, like, the same stuff there, and usually you have to wait for it because we order enough of it that they don't have it ready. Yeah. We go over there, and I order it, and I pull it to the window, and it's already ready. I'm like, what the? He's like, oh, man, I knew you were coming over. <laughs> we dropped five. We dropped five chickens as soon as I got over here to McDonald's. He like punched in, went through five chickens on the grill because he knew we were driving over to get them. I'm like, that's some VIP shit, man. Heck yeah. I mean, that means you go there way too much. <laughs> yeah, man, it really does. <laughs> and I even like try and spread it out amongst the local eateries so as to not be detected so easily. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late, man. It's too late. Everyone in town knows our car, knows the truck. Yeah. It was funny because last night or the night before, Jasmine asked me, she said, What is the, she said, What's some local, like, you know, good local Michigan cuisine? And I was like, What do you mean? She's like, When we went to New Orleans, we got all, like, the good local Cajun and Creole food. So what's the equivalent for Michigan? I was like, Well, there's this place called Coney Island, and you would hate it. <laughs> I was like, outside of that, if you want good food in Michigan, you got to go find like a good ethnic restaurant, <laughs> like, uh, you know, like a Middle Eastern restaurant. Yeah. Like, even a lot of Mexican restaurants are hit or miss. So she's like, oh, so we won't be getting Mexican. I was like, well, we'll go to the place by Juan's house because I haven't been there. But I was like, we can hit up Golden Buddha and Penn Station and maybe Jet's Pizza. But I was like, other than that, Michigan is not known for its cuisine. Yeah, we really aren't. No. Because everyone is in such a damn hurry. Yeah. Nobody wants to, like, sit down for, like, a multi-course meal. Well, not only not only the, just a multi-course meal, it's like... A bunch of northern white people, and they just eat, like, chili dogs and hamburgers and fries, and it's not like they're very creative or open-minded with the food that they eat. <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm out here for less than two hours a couple yeah. times a week. <laughs> yeah. I if we even get to do it a couple times if, a week. And I literally get interrupted every time. <laughs> yep. I'm going to apologize to the listeners right now. The next time that happens, there's probably going to be an explosion. <laughs> it's going to be in the front of my forehead, and then I'm going to bleed out through my nose and die. Because <laughs> that's how pissed off I'm going to get. <laughs> 
It's like, listen, I understand people don't like hearing kids crying, but when a kid comes in crying, if I don't see brain matter, blood, something broken or twisted, mm-hmm. 99% of the time, it's a spider or something stupid. <laughs> All right? This isn't real pain. This isn't real <laughs> suffering. Real pain and suffering is getting Funyuns for eight years. (laughs) Mom. (laughs) Anyways. I just realized I'm going to have to take some kind of a downer. (laughs) De-escalate. The blood pressure that's building in my forehead. <laughs> that is one of the things. Like, I, I know I need to take better care of myself. Because, like, seriously, if I can let myself, like, really get upset, <laughs> I can physically feel my blood pressure get higher. <laughs> what? Yeah. And every once in a while, like, blood vessels burst in my eyes. Oh, my goodness. That is not good. And then I, I'm like, I have, like, look at my eyes. <laughs> the kids are like, no, nope, they're not bleeding. I'm like, all right, I'm still good. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Hope you all have a great week. We will talk to you soon. Seahawk Predator out. Stay away from them damn Funyuns. <laughs> see you next time. Well, maybe we <laughs> won't see you. Hear you. Thank God you won't smell us. Whatever. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>